listening to Living It Up in Lion City. Hey guys, welcome to yet another awesome episode of Living Up in Lion City, a podcast about Singapore where locals and foreigners sit down, chill, drink beer, and talk about life here in the sunny island of Singapore. This time around, we have a guest from outside of Singapore who is Singaporean, who has been living in the country of Sweden for the last two years. And this ties into what we were going to talk about this episode, which is what's it like being a foreigner? Now, for context, um, I'm, I'm a foreigner. I'm from India, living here in Singapore for the last eight years. And I've always been curious to know about the perspectives of foreigners from different places, different countries, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, most of my experiences with with Singaporeans have always been Singaporeans living in Singapore. What I've always been curious about is the experience of Singaporeans living outside Singapore. Um, I do have a, a bunch of friends who are living outside of Singapore who've been, you know, in in the in those countries for quite some time. And uh, one of them is a good friend of mine, Kai, uh, who is, incidentally, the guest of this podcast episode. Um, so, Kai, welcome. Hey. Hey, Rindo. What's up? How's it going? That's good. Yeah. Uh, it's cold today. Uh, it's uh, 1 p.m. where I am, but I'm still in my pajamas and uh, thick socks. So let's get straight to that experience of, of, <laughs> of, of <being> winter. <laughs> in, yeah. Let's go straight to it. Jump right in. Okay. Yes. We all start any conversation with weather, right? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So, so what's it like for you right now? I mean, I, I know that you've been living in uh, Stockholm for the last two years and, uh, you know, jumping from uh, an even 30 degrees all year round in Singapore to, uh, what, minus 20? It gets minus 20 way up north. Last winter, the coldest we got was minus 12 with wind okay, and heavy snow. That doesn't sound any better, but okay. It, uh, yeah, yeah. But I mean, point is, it's cold. Uh, today, it's about minus 2, I think, outside. Um, what's that like? like it's funny because I was at a party last night and uh, we were talking about this, uh, this experience uh, and I mean, and like you said, like, we always talk about the weather, right? And uh, I've come to living in Stockholm slash Sweden, you'll realize that even the locals, even the Swedes, like, they talk about weather every day, just because it's just a part of life. It's not something we do in Singapore. We don't talk about, oh, it's it's so sunny today. I mean, we do sometimes when we, when it gets extra humid or if it rains a little bit more, but that's not i mean that doesn't happen as often as it does here i'm i literally mean it on the daily we talk about it, it it's something i keep saying and i uh, that you know i'm an island girl like people like because uh, <laughs> a lot of the stockholmers here are like what do you mean it's warm it's warm it's like uh it's it's still it's not sub-zero yet and i'm like uh excuse me i'm an island girl like <laughs> And yeah, Swedes just, have low standards, like, I take it, when yeah, it comes to summer. <laughs> exactly. And I'm like, 15 degrees is summer here. Come on. I'm like, yo. <laughs> um, but it, and I think, but I mean, personally, for me, as like an, as an individual, I, I'm still loving it. I, this is only my second winter. I'm still, I fully enjoy that at 30 years old, I get to feel like a kid again. I get to learn to skate, to, to ski and all that. Uh, uh, I 
really don't mind that the sun sets at 3 p.m. Uh, for the moment. Wow. I mean, ask yeah, me, ask I would definitely mind. Yeah, ask me again in two years. <laughs> I might, you know, that this whole, like, uh, new feeling might might have gone by then. Uh, but on my second visa, I'm still, I'm still very okay with it. It is um, a lottery in in Sweden. Oh yeah. Um, you know where it's like every day you got to wake up and as part of a morning ritual you have to check the three weather apps uh-huh. and see like what's going on that day mm-hmm. before you you know put your coat on. Yeah. Um, is 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 that the case for you? Yeah, yeah. Like I'm, I'm, in, and I'm learning. Like the, my first winter. I mean, I've and you know this. Like you, you've seen me grow up. Like the last few yeah. years. Like I don't care about what I wear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Okay. That has changed. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> changed. Like uh, back back in, in Singapore, like, and I I never took it for granted. Even when when I was home, like the fact that I could grab whatever was on the floor and just run out. I yeah. actively chose a profession where I could do that. Even you know what I mean. Um, <laughs> I I uh, I can't remember a time when I actually. Oh, maybe I did for. For, for a little bit where I had to look like a human being when I went to the office. like But, but for the most part, I wore shorts and flabby t-shirts and flip-flops. And my favourite thing about Singapore is you have, I can wear flip-flops to work and yep. nobody would really bat an eyelid. Um, then uh, and when I got here, I figured, oh, I need to not freeze. So, you know, get a coat. And I mean, I had a coat from when I was traveling, so I just I just used that. I didn't even think about it. And then uh, I came to realize because I had that well, those one of those uh, down jackets, like you know, fluffy black down jackets. And okay. I mean, it could also partly be the fact that Stockholm is one of the world's fashion capitals. Like it has its own its own. Oh, okay. Yeah, it has its own mark. I'm, I'm and I'm learning that. Um, because like, this whole Scandi chic look, like sleek, block, I don't know. I'm sure the fashion world has word, words for it. Like, I cannot understand. But uh, I, you don't get looks because people here are just like not judgmental. Um, okay. Like, I, I don't know. But we'll get back to that later. But the point is, I, I, I started to feel uncomfortable. Like, you know, maybe this is a bit, maybe I need to not really up my game, but just maybe start looking my age. I don't know. Just uh, maybe I just never thought I would need more than one coat, but eventually I got a coat. But actually this coat that I'm wearing right now that like I'm quite happy with, uh, actually got just because I had a job interview and I for, for once in my life, I was like, oh, I need to look slick at a job interview. <laughs> so, so Kai, like in, in, the, in the two years of living in uh, Sweden, like, has your um, outlook in terms of dressing up uh, for either form or function, has that changed? Like, are, are you now all about, oh, I'm going to wear this orange jacket for autumn because it's going to suit the, the theme? Of- no. No. I mean, I think that there's a term that goes that's going around now. Because, I mean, um, uh, I have, I've been... I've been involved with like a, a, a sustainability related startup in Stockholm and it's got me thinking a lot more about sustainability. And uh, even before when I was in Singapore, like I did uh, care about it on, on in my own way. Um, and there's a term floating around now called capsule wardrobes. And I realized today that like 
uh, inadvertently. I I have been doing that my my whole life, sort of. Like I have a set, like a handful of clothes that I just wear over and over again in different ways. Just cause. Wait, what's there's a term for that? I thought yeah, that was just like what, what we do. I know it's okay. what we do. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> uh huh. But yeah, there's a term now. It's called capsule wardrobe. Um. Like, I mean, there's a term now called recycling, which is like something my parents always did, which is like you know just keep the, <laughs> the 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 plastic bags under the sink, you know. It's like yeah, yeah. Back in the day, we did that because we were saving money, but now it's like it's cool to do it. So it's like yeah, okay, no, right. it's like yeah, it's true. Like yeah, I mean, wow. I've been capsule wardrobing my entire adult life, <laughs> but okay, it's, it's a term now. But like, um. Capsule wardrobe. So, I mean, I just find a few pieces that last. But, I mean, I do it mostly mostly because I was broke. (laughs) Right. Secondly, because I don't really care about how I look. Like, I mean, I try to be presentable and human uh, uh, when I started learning that you need to look human to get a job. Uh, uh, But... You know, it was mostly because of that, that I knew I needed clothes and these are the things that function. Like, I just needed a, a, a dress, like one dress, yeah. one pair of trousers until and wear them until there's holes in them and then patch them up until those holes break and patch them up some more <laughs> until it kind of looks fashionable and then it starts to hurt and then you throw it away. And then you throw it away. And even then, you don't really throw it away. You chop it up and use it as like, um, what do you call that? Um, in Malay, we call that kind of You know. Uh, oh, I, I believe that the, the, the fashion world term would be derelict. That's, that's, uh, it's actually that's from I mean. that movie, um, Zoolander. Where it's yeah. like they, they take like hobo clothing and it's like, oh, let's call it derelict now. I'm oh. sure that's how <laughs> okay, Zulander reference. <laughs> I have not watched Zulander, so I only got to watch it because, uh, you know, uh, my girlfriend's a big fan of that movie. So, oh, you know, there you go. I had to watch it. Didn't particularly like it, but yeah, I can't say that. So. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, this is a lot more talk about my clothes than I expected, really. <laughs> so, so, Kai, uh, t- tell us more about, um, like, so what, what's your story in, in Stockholm? You know, what, what brought you there? What got you there? Ooh. What are you doing there? Oof. Okay. So, um, my, I, I, met, I met my partner in Singapore. We lived together there. Had a pretty ace life in Geylang. It was awesome. Prata right next door. We gained about 20 kilos since we moved in. Oh, yeah. Together. Oh, yeah. It was awesome. <laughs> that is the life. <laughs> I know. That's how you know you're happy, right? And then uh, and then his uh, his office moves him to, uh, to the headquarters in Stockholm one day. And then there was this whole question of, like, your career, my career, uh, you know, uh, do we... Because we, we had a bit of a whirlwind romance as well. Okay. So we 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 were we were dating and then ended up like getting together, moving in with each other pretty pretty damn fast. So the fact that suddenly after dealing with all of this, suddenly having a boyfriend, suddenly having a a, a live-in boyfriend came kind of like, whoa, do I want to move to another country with this guy? And to be honest, the the answer was pretty easy. It was like yes, I will never say no to adventure, and like I really like this guy. And um, so, so yeah, that's how I ended up here. 
uh, two years ago. And uh, when when we moved here, I mean, I had always, I, I mean, my work had always been like a huge part of my life. And I was, yep. I was like a semi-workaholic back home. And okay, you know, let's let's not let's not talk about semi workaholic. It's it's full blown. <laughs> See, <how> you... <laughs> I had a disease. I, I've seen the audience. <laughs> semi workaholic. Come on. <laughs> I'm trying to be humble here. here. <laughs> um, so I mean, but I I I I loved I loved 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 what I did. But I mean, there was always. But I've been at it for like ten years. I started working uh, full time at nineteen. Didn't really stop, and. Mm-hmm. I was like, do do I still want to stay in TV? Uh, you know, this whole digital thing is is it's so exciting. Everybody's like, you know, seems to be having a lot of fun there. And like, you know, what what other you know awesome things could I do when I was uh, displaced and ended up here? I was like, it's now or never, right? Okay. Uh, now, now, if you know when, when better to make the career switch? Uh, you know, I, I hit a point in my TV career that I was happy. I knew I wanted to do more, but you know, this this pool was was stronger. My curiosity was stronger. So okay. it took me about six months to like network and like check people people's ear off, make connection, make friends. And and then I found, I landed a, a job at a tech startup, uh, doing ed tech, and uh, and it just blew my mind. And I'm uh, so instead of going to school, I thought, like I mean, at, at, at thirty, you're kind of like a little part of me is like, do I really have time to go to school and restart everything, or should I just jump in and just learn as I do? Just, just do the work. It's like there's no way faster to learn than actually taking on a job. So, I agree. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I mean, nothing like desperation to get you to learn new stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't say I was desperate, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. But aside from aside from changing my career, aside from the actual work that I'm doing is different from the work that I used to do. The working style in Sweden was also something I had to get used to. You know, back back to the whole like expat experience, right? Because um, uh, that when you come with Sweden, I'm being very specific about where I am right now. When you come to Sweden slash Stockholm, one of the things, uh, people like locals might say to you or other expats that have been here for a long time will tell you about Sweden is that uh, the, the Swedes have a very non-confrontational they are very non-confrontational they hate socially awkward situations and that okay. really translates in the workplace uh, there's a word here that they use for how people are expected to behave in a social space uh, okay. or okay I think I think a lot of Swedes might like you know we, we could even post that question out there for for Swedes who are listening in, uh what they mean by lagom, but I kind of understand it as not too little, not too much, just nice. It's that whole Goldilocks thing, of like okay, they expect so... everything to be lagom. Like you want your cake to be lagom, not too sweet, 
uh, not to blend just nice. You want your social situations to be lagom. You want your workplace to be lagom. Not too anything. Not too little anything. Just nice. So not too hectic, not too boring. Just nice. Um, does it you translate get... to, you know, people being uncomfortable when, uh, when like, so are, are you saying by lagom, they mean, oh, they don't want things too overwhelming in a social situation? They don't kind want things too... Off. Yeah, I mean, again, this is all the expect the expect thing, right? I I'm still learning what this what lago means. Okay. Um, so I'm still learning. So uh, as far as I understand it, like one one time it's been explained to me how, um, if you're in a meeting, for example, and one person speaks more than the other person, or one person speaks, like speaks over another person, somebody else in the group will tend to give an opportunity for the person who spoke less to speak more. So it'd be like, person A, who's speaking too much, they'd be like, hang on, let person B speak. Okay. Yeah, okay. The, the, there will be there will be active monitor, monitoring of, like, equality, if you get what I mean. Is, is this something that everybody does in that meeting room, for example? I mean... It's not like the designated guy who's, you know, defining... Like who gets to speak what, but it's like I think mm. everybody intrinsically okay. understands that the people who speak less ought to speak more and give them the opportunity to do so. Yeah, the second one that you said. Okay, mm. right. Okay, okay. But here's the here's the thing. Like, so I was very nervous because, um, as you can tell, I am not very lagom. I am not too little of anything, <laughs> not too much of anything. I am too much of everything. You, you, you put yourself I, out there. <laughs> I fill up a space. I come into a room and there's a, fill up the space physically and literally and figuratively in every shape and form. Like you know, I come into a room a full like you know full of blonde eyed blonde blue eyed people and I'm I'm like I'm brown. And, you know what I mean? And well, let's just say that you know you establish your presence. <laughs> yeah, you know. So I was very nervous about that, and I went into interviews that they'd be like, "Um, what are you most worried about in like you know, in this role?" And I'm like, "I'm worried I'm not lago," and I'm and I'm also I'm also honest. I'm like you know I, I'm pretty direct. I like to think, and that's not lago. So. <laughs> oh, okay. So is it is it not cool to speak your mind? Is is that what you're saying? Uh. Oof. No, like, I mean, I think people love to hear people. I would like to believe, at least in my experience, I think it's fair. I think people. That's the thing. That's the thing about equality. They want everybody to share their thoughts, but right. at the same time, they want you to share your thoughts nicely. Right. Huh. Yeah. So, Kai, something something tells me that you learned this the hard way. Like, was was there a lot of you <laughs> Honey, know social you know pop-up? I learned it the hard way. <laughs> oh, you know I did. Oh man, the stories I could tell you. Um, <laughs> but um, hey, you live and you learn, no? And that's true. That's true. Yeah, and uh, but I was lucky, very lucky to realize that with the with uh, I mean, Stockholm is a very international city. Mm. And then they also have a very vibrant startup environment, and I was very lucky to find myself in in a place where uh, it's quite international. And uh, I mean, there are elements of lagom, but I mean, and lagom in itself is not necessarily a bad thing. It's just uh, it, it's just something to get used to, and and uh, it's interesting. And I find it very refreshing because 
I I'm I'm learning to not uh speak over other people, which I I I've come to realize I I used to do a lot, and I'm actively telling myself to step back and listen to my colleagues because a lot of times there there are very important or interesting points that I haven't wasn't able to hear because I was too happy too happy to listen to my own voice, you know. So for sure, for sure. Yeah. Um. You know, this is interesting because, like, I come from a place where, you know, being confrontational is actually valued. Now, mm. once again, I'm not saying that this is like a defining cultural trait, you know, of, of Indians in general. Mm. It's just that what I've, what I've noticed is that um, when I'm talking with, you know, a, a fellow Indian, um, our, our conversational t- style tends to be quite, you know, uh, let's just go at each other. And <laughs> we, we definitely enjoy it. Like, it's, <laughs> that's just how we communicate. Uh, but then it's so it's quite like for the outsider you know for the outside looking in they tend to see it as oh my gosh that's like needlessly aggressive mm. you know but mm. it's, it's it's more of a you know a, a, a cultural style and mm. all that and you know i've had i've had times where you know i've had animated conversations you know with with my fellow indian friends and afterwards we've had like other friends come to us and say hey man like why were you fighting and i was like <laughs> what do you mean fighting <laughs> we, we were talk. just talking about the weather <laughs> yeah and that's another thing about code switching that like um i i i love that um my my partner is able like you know he pointed out to me that that i speak differently to my family than my name uh than to him and to or to his family and like subconsciously i know it i know that it's something i do but it's um i don't know a little part of me is really curious curious because i live my own body and i uh i'm not able to sit on the other side and and then and, and see it happen because i think that might be really cool to experience you That's get what i mean because I, 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 I mean do, i do yeah <laughs> i don't see like, myself the... slipping into the other different ways that i talk i don't know maybe i should film myself i don't know anyway yeah, you know, for yourself. <laughs> <It'd be awesome. laughs> Not narcissistic <laughs> at all. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, um, Kai, culture shock. Like, what's uh, what have you experienced in your two years living in in Sweden that you still can't get used to? <laughs> Sorry, I I got distracted because you said culture shock, and then I got a shock <laughs> from the culture shock. <laughs> and my brain was like, huh? <laughs> um, wait, wait, wait. Can you ask me that again? Like, yeah, uh, sure. So, so, um, like, what are the things that you've experienced living in in Sweden uh, that you still are coming to terms uh, that you're still wrapping your head around? Yeah. Okay. Well. Uh, so last night at the theme party I was talking about, we, we also talked Ooh, about the theme how... party. Okay. Theme party. No, no, no. What? Oh, no, I, I just thought, said last I night said... I was at a party. And then I said oh, okay, this okay. before I mentioned the party earlier on in this conversation. But anyway, right. point is I was talking to Swede and he was talking about how... Uh, we were talking obviously about like Swede's behaviors and stuff. And um, I was saying one thing that's still funny to me is because again, the Swedes try to avoid uh awkward social situations right that's not to say that they're not social because they are social when it's not awkward right but they what they actively avoid is awkward social situations so if it can be awkward they'll run away from it so really okay yeah, so yeah. they're like oh whoops you're awkward mm. I'm, I'm i'm gonna backpedal now 
not even like you know if they think it's going to be awkward they don't even try it so basically one of the things that happens quite a lot and i find hilarious is that my neighbors run away from me and it's not because it's me it's not because i'm brown it's not because i'm muslim they will run away from each other just because neighbors don't like small talk at like like hallway landings or in the, the oh. same game. They, they, they like each other they, they, they're like friendly when they because they, they do like yearly cleanups and they'll hang right. out and stuff like that but if it's just small talk at the hallway or like at the front gate they tuck run away oh, so... and the thing is you, you hear them <laughs> it's okay. like squirrel <laughs> or you oh it's like you know, if you come home and you're not, uh, or your neighbors are the other door, like you know they're hurrying in faster than you, just so they don't have to make eye contact. They will take oh. the staircase instead of the elevator, just so they don't have to take the elevator with you. I mean, in Singapore, when you're like in seventeen-story buildings with like ten houses on each floor, you have to ride the elevator with other people. Sometimes yeah. you make eye contact, sometimes you don't. Like you know, it it is what it is. But here, I mean, I mean, the buildings go, they do get quite high but like depends on the better risk I have come to like in my experience they would rather climb for floors like for floor landings instead of taking taking the elevator with you just because they want to make small small talk wow okay it's, so um, they go out of the way so that they don't get in other people that's yeah, interesting that's not to say it's an unfriendly move it's just it's just the way it is <laughs> which is which is fair I mean it it does remind me of a friend, you know, who generally prefers, um, you know, calmer, quieter environments. And mm. when in the presence of very loud friends, mm. you know, he's like, eh, you know, I love these guys, but mm. I'm, I'm going to stay in tonight. Mm. Um, is this um, is, is this very characteristic of conversations that happen in and across Stockholm? Like... Um... Is, is, I don't think so. Like I think, like I said, they only avoid if it's so sh- uh, awkwardly. If it's awkward, so if they, when yeah. they want to be social, they'll be they'll be social. Yeah, but uh, Kai, I believe yeah. that you and I would both agree that you know, in any social interaction, there's always going to be those bits and pieces of awkwardness. Like, oh, okay, we've all I, had I those situations mm. where it's like I get you, know, what you, mean. You, you, you crack an awkward joke, and then they're like, uh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's the thing. Here's the thing, and you know how like I I make like. I, I we, we all make jokes, right? And so yeah. sometimes you make self-deprecating jokes. I mean, self-deprecating jokes are, are, are part of Singaporean culture. It's part yeah. of being, you know, it's just like, uh, I cannot do math. I'm a lay. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> of course I'm lay. I'm a lay. Um, but it's, uh, it, 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 it's not something you do here. So, so for example, I was talking. They were talking. We were talking about uh, acro yoga yesterday, and I, I made a joke about how yeah, I don't think anybody can lift this. And I was pointing to myself, and I was like, haha. <laughs> and I was just like, and usually we kind of just laugh at ourselves, like you know. And but the the in that table with Swedish people, it was kind of like it was so sweet and it's so lovely. They were like, oh, I'm sure there will be people who will try. I'm sure people who training will, will try. I'm sure it'll be. I'm sure it's possible. I, mean, I just felt horrible. I was like, oh my God, these people are so lovely. And like, in my brain, I'm like, oh, I need to love my own body. And I do. I do. But it's kind of just like, you know, it's the joke people called up. 
Yeah, and like yeah, we were in the train, we were in a train later on that night, and then uh, we were, they were talking about uh someone's jacket, like a like a smaller frame guy had a jacket, and then they were suggesting that my boyfriend wear it, and and I was like, oh yeah, I don't think it'll fit, and then the like everybody went silent and looked at me. I was like, what? He won't fit. He's too big, and they were like, oh, but it's a big jacket, you know. And I'm like, in my head, I'm like, holy, he is like five sizes smaller than, can we just face reality here, people? Like, I was like, ah, I used to wear Richard's head a jacket. Um, and, okay, and they were okay. like, well, you know, I'm sure he'll fit. And like, it'll be just, and it just became awkward. And that's what I mean. Oh. Cause... In the effort to avoid being awkward and making feel Richard, make Richard feel bad, like, it just went into a vortex that, I am not familiar with. So, but we just, oh. we smiled and we continued the conversation talking about other things, but that's what I mean. So I have to, I, I never really had to think about the self-deprecating jokes that I make or that kind of stuff that n- now I'm a little bit more aware of it. Are there like, you know, taboos or are there like certain topics that shouldn't be um, made light of? Hmm. Let me give that a good thing. Um. So I think I mean because to take back to your to go back to your previous example, mm-hmm. I think there was a discomfort with respect to, with respect to uh, discussing uh, you know body type. Mm-hmm. No, right? I so, think I think that's in a sense like they don't they don't feel right making other people feel bad that's that's that could be a lagom thing like you know you don't oh, you don't okay. put each other okay. down you know we're all as equal as each other we're all as good as each other that kind of mindset i that's believe. actually kind of nice it is very nice yeah. to be honest like uh it makes me rethink some of my actions from before it makes me rethink like okay maybe me making fun of certain things about myself made it okay for other people to make fun of me. And I'm like, aha, like, you know, made me, made me think, yeah, made me rethink some stuff. And um, that's not saying that there's a right way or a wrong way, but it gives you food for thought. Um, you know, obviously, you know, your level of humor tends to be the more, um, you know, way out there and <laughs> con- like confrontational. Because it's like you know, yeah, cross. Cross is probably not the wrong word, but, but it's like you know, your humor is out there. It's like, hey, you know, this is how it is and stuff like that. So, um, is is it because the average Swede is more comfortable with the more, um, let's not overly, um. Okay, let, um, let me rephrase that. I tell you what. I, before you rephrase your question, and with, uh, you could think about that later let me i want i also want to i want to meet more swedish people i want to hang out with more exclusively swedish groups i don't think if i'm sitting right now i can only think of maybe the very few times that i've been surrounded by only swedish people where i'm the only foreigner could possibly be when i was uh, at the free diving groups when i when i go for training most of the time a huge percentage of the time i'm in uh i'm in a position i never thought i would be which is an expat bubble it's so weird also and if i the very few i would say people who uh because you tend to go in groups right i would have like a, a some 
a friend or two that's just them instead of part of a group. Uh, yep. The very few people who uh, are friends with who identify as Swedish are usually half something. Like, you know, they're, they're not, they're, they're like, uh, either the uh, Swedish nationals were born somewhere else or mm-hmm. They they were they they are part Swedish like half one parent is Swedish the other one is uh from somewhere else, or they could their parents could be both Swedish but of a different different ethnicity. Does this make yeah. sense? It does. But, it does. But uh, that's, yeah. like Stockholm is an anomaly. Like it's not the, the the huge the rest of Sweden is not like this for an exception with the exception of maybe one or two other cities Malmo and Gothenburg, um, but like. I I would love to be be surrounded like the the very few times I've been surrounded by only Swedish people, uh have been yeah when I was freediving and that's I want to say that. I think maybe a few times they were quite social like it's a social time but a lot mm-hmm. of the other time it was just training so people in the pool they're in they're out. And not, yeah, but kind yeah. Of, you know the thing is uh, you know uh. As, as a foreigner, it's so easy to fall into that expat bubble. And mm. um, I, I say this as someone who has lived like two thirds of my life as a foreigner. Mm. You know, I, I wasn't I wasn't born in the country that I, uh, you know, that, mm-hmm. that I purportedly come from, mm. um, you know, and this is the reality. Like in Bahrain, where I was born and raised in, um, you know, I, I went to a school meant for Indian expats. Uh, most of my friends were Indian. Um, it mm. was only like after the age of 10 where I started questioning, like, hey, I do not know anything about the country that I live in. Mm. You know, like mm. uh, we we study everything related to India based on the Indian syllabus. Um, we learned close to nothing about about Bahrain. You know, mm. it was only after the age of ten where I'm like, you know what? I got to actively do something to understand more about the country that I live in. Mm. Mm. You know, and at yeah. that point in time, that was the only country I knew. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, and I, I've had numerous conversations over the years and decades where, you know, when people find out that, you know, I was I was born and raised outside of India, they mm. ask me about the country. And, you know, I've I've struggled to yeah. talk about authentic Bahraini experiences simply no, because I the remember, bubble I that I was living in. You know? I yeah. asked you the same question, I remember. And then I remember the, the conversation that we had and you were saying something very similar to this, actually. And yeah, and that's the thing, right? Like, um, you know, and so having lived in an expat bubble, it's so easy to fall into that. And, you know, it, it has been the same thing, you know, uh, living here in Singapore, you know, living I've been living here about eight years now. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, it is easy unless you put in that effort into it. Um, mm. It Depending on where, where you are in life, what you're doing, it, it can be hard. Um, I know that there are a lot of my friends who have various other things going on in their lives. You know, they have like, you know, family issues back home. They have like, you know, career cons- conversations and other stuff like that. And, you know, wanting to uh, hang out with people outside their own is often not high on their list of priorities. Um, you know, I'm ashamed to admit that there are a lot of times when, you know, I felt more comfortable sticking with people who have had my shared experience mm-hmm. rather than with people mm-hmm. actually from that particular place. Mm-hmm. And I, I totally feel you when, you know, mm-hmm. when we tend to sometimes sit down and reflect on like, hey, oh my gosh, I would just love to go out there and meet more people outside mm-hmm. of my little bubble. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. once again, I don't think we should beat ourselves up for, you know, yeah. not being able to do it. Because yeah. like at the end of the day, sometimes, you know, I could probably do anything that I want anywhere else, you know, meet and mix with every single person on the face of this earth. But mm-hmm. then sometimes I want a guy 
or a person that I can talk about, uh, like I can talk, you know, Prata with. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So there's no version um, of Prata here, though. So. Really? Wait, 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 wait. No, that's not what I mean. That's not what I mean. I mean, like, there's no you, you, you're saying about talk over Prata, right? Like over here, right. what would I do? What, what would I talk over? Not Prata, but there's a there's there's Fika. There's the there's the tradition of Fika. Which essentially is having coffee. Okay. So yeah, that one of the first few things that when you come to Sweden, move to Sweden, it's like it's in the vocabulary everywhere. It's one of the things that the Swedes celebrate the most. Like, oh, you have to have a fika, which is essentially having a coffee, uh, like a hot drink, uh, and taking a moment to be comfortable. Is most this... of the time, it's with a dessert, so it's like a coffee and dessert. Most of the time, it's with someone else, so you have you can have the hot beverage with someone else. Most most of the times, it's coffee. Yeah, it's basically a a, a break with a hot beverage, uh, to to relax, to kind of like and, chill out. Uh, this this is a daily thing, and I'm guessing it, there's also the social aspect of it that people enjoy. Yeah, yeah, I. Mean... I, I, I yeah, so most of the time you see people... Because Fika is not just about oh, coffee, I presume. It's about the... the it's know, about the experience. Coffee it's with about, the it's, right. Yeah. Uh, that's the thing. I've, I've come to learn that it's not necessarily with a friend. You can have Fika by yourself. Okay, okay. I, right. I, so it's in, it's, in, it's in the vernacular. Like, uh, oh, you're... Like, uh, I'm, I'm having a coffee. I'm just sitting, taking a break away from my computer at work. I'm just sitting coffee, uh, thing, having coffee, uh, looking outside the window. Uh I'm having a fika by myself. It's fine. My company is a startup, so it's a bit different. But like my boyfriend's company and a lot of other companies that I know my friends work in, they will actually like, you know, the whole company will shut down and there will be cakes for everybody in the pantry, uh, cakes and coffee like you, that, you know, and then people just take a break. They take a head, they have a coffee, have a bun and chat. So this, this, this that brings back my point, like Swedish people are social. They just it's when it's awkward that they run away from it. But if but with fikas and everything, people will be happy to talk to you over a bun and hot coffee. Okay, so awkward yeah. jokes are off the list. That's gonna be a tough uh, tough one because I know most of my jokes are awkward. <laughs> you know, I like, know. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> so my jokes generally end with the finger gun. You're like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. Then they'd be like, okay, nope, avoiding this guy. <laughs> I know. Uh, Wow. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but, but, but yeah, people take fika very seriously. The companies take fika very seriously. Um, my boyfriend's company, I think he, they do it twice a week, and then they have a, a lady with a cart of full of goodies and like uh, and it's not just like a like a one dollar bun from the apet shop. Like it's a full on like princess cake and like cannibal and cardamom and semlas and like you know it's like you know how in harry potter like you know with the card of goodies oh boy i know exactly yeah. what you mean yeah. oh wow and like you know and i mean i i i i, I thought he was making this up i thought he was exaggerating but there was like there were, there were pictures like they'll take pictures and he'll bring back some of the buns for me and i'm just like this is this is zealousness and i'm just like i'm into it i am down <laughs> I love nice. this country. <laughs> I am okay if it if it if it's uh if it's 
law <laughs> in the country <laughs> that you have to give your employees buns. I am down. Yes. We we all need that kind of peak in our lives, man. Yeah, wow, I know, amazing. right? <laughs> yeah. Guys, so, um, when you talk to when you're when you're living in Stockholm, uh, what do people think about when they find out that you are from Singapore? And like, Ooh. you know, okay, what do, what do th- people think about Singaporeans? And you Wait, know, like, um, <laughs> okay, man, yeah. Now here's the thing. So, crazy rich Asians did not help. Oh shit! <laughs> I did like, not see uh, that coming. <laughs> oh come on! Anyway, um, I've actually had a very nice mix of reactions. Um, okay, I'll start with my favorite. Like, I really appreciate it when, um, uh, when people are not surprised that I speak English, when they're not surprised that I don't look a certain way. I really appreciate it when it just goes, uh, my favorite is when people go straight to, you have great food, because, uh, hell yeah, we do. Um, my favorite okay. conversations, and, 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 and I'm sure a huge percentage of Singaporeans will agree, like, you know, if, they, if people just go straight to the Singaporean food, we, we're, we're happy. Um, or especially if people are in tune with like the current affairs, if they go like you know, oh, uh, I think I've had I've met a a a handful of people who are familiar with Pink Dot, the Pink Dot movement, right? Oh, okay, and we go straight into that conversation. Um, if they visited that, you know, then we we talk about what how how much fun they had there, or if they haven't visited, and talk about like the things they look forward to. But uh, yeah, so I've had good conversations. Uh, the the ones that really grate me, uh, and, and and like you know, not only am I Singaporean, I'm a Malay Muslim Singaporean. Yep. Uh, uh, I've had first reactions being, "Oh, that's a really rich country. You must be rich." One, and then I've had a person come up to like you know when they're like, "You're Singaporean. You don't sound Singaporean." And then when I go like, "Uh huh." They go like, you know, no, 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 no. This is because I spent time with Singaporeans. I, I went camping with a bunch of them for two weeks. I know how Singaporeans sound like. You don't sound okay. Singaporean. <laughs> um, right. <laughs> you want me to talk like this, huh? I can also. But you really, you really want to spend two, two hours with me to talk like this, one, huh? Sure. You know what I mean? I could. Do you want me to turn it on? Um... Uh, but I mean, again, it's no fault of his, like, you know, uh, but it's a whole other separate conversation about, like, you know, our expectations of people. And then, uh, uh, yeah, I think, I think those are the top two that really great me. You don't look Singaporean, don't sound Singaporean, aren't you rich? Uh, isn't, isn't Singapore such a rich country? You must be rich. Or like, what else? Um, oh, oh, sorry. The the other one that really great me is also like, I love to go to Singapore. It's such a great party city. Like, you know, wow, I'm going to be, it's going to be so swank and I'm going to shop and I'm going to party and I'm going to club. And, and I'm like. <laughs> Essentially, they watch the <laughs> Singapore Tourism Board ad on Facebook and they're like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Party Slash and clubs and agents. shopping. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah like. Yeah. Well, which goes to show props to the STB because, hey, great marketing, you guys. If, if that's the message you wanted to get across, I think uh, you got it across. Um, you know, Kai, um, there's actually yeah. Crazy Rich Asian tours happening in Singapore right now so, um, where yeah. where they actually bring people <laughs> around to uh, all the places shown in the movie and stuff like that. 
Um, so yeah, apparently there has been some traction because of it. You know? <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a... accuracy aside, but like you know, uh, if like because there are, I mean, I am proud of my country. There are some them. I have not watched the movie. I have no, uh, I I don't want to watch the movie, but not not just because of my, not just because I'm I'm I feel strongly against. Uh, the uh, the 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 representation in the movie, but mm-hmm. the, the storyline just doesn't compel me. You know, it's not it something is... I would watch anyway. Like you know, so if this was a film about Hong Kong, I still wouldn't watch it. Like you know, I don't. It's not. It's not my thing. Hong Kong's not my thing. Which is which is so, fair. Like so, yeah. Crazy Rich Asians. So I, I did watch the movie. I enjoyed it for what it was, which was uh, you know, romantic comedy. Um, mm. You know, fairly cheesy at times, but at the end of the day, you know, it, it's it's fairly uh, decent yeah. entertainment. So, yeah. I think the bigger problem about Crazy Rich Asians here in Singapore especially was that, you know, this is a movie that is at its core a romantic comedy about rich people, right? Mm. Unfortunately, the crew and the marketing for that movie wanted, d- tried desperately to make this a vehicle about representation. You know, so they're pushing that representation angle really hard. And this mm. representation was overwhelmingly about, you know, Asian Americans. Now, obviously, the context and mm. the conversation about Asian Americans is very mm. different. You know, in, in mm. the US, I think they don't have that much media representation. So they're pushing really hard for this. I think mm. the mistake that they made was that they came to Singapore using that same representation shtick, mm-hmm. you know, and mm. that rubbed a lot of Singaporeans the wrong way. Because they're mm. like, if, why the fuck are you talking about representation? When but you're not you actually made... representing, you're not yeah. talking about diversity, but you're not actually fully yeah. uh, going through with it. And Correct. like, I, uh, if this is a win for Asian Americans, like, power yeah. to you guys. Like, I, I'm happy for you guys. Uh, but then they go around but... the different countries and they don't tailor their marketing <laughs> for that country. They're like, you know, all oh, representation. And then, you know, like the, the Singaporean Indians, the Singaporean Indians, like, what, what, what representation? Uh, excuse me. Yeah. And I'm just like, <laughs> why? Why, for the love of God, did Cathay or whatever, that all the uh, cinemas in Singapore not start crazy rich Asians with fucker fries? Like, you know, at the beginning, it's like, hello, this is what Singaporeans are supposed to look like, understand? Hello. You think I, you know what I mean? That, uh, I do, I do. If I could record Fuzz and like that, that first, like, you know, I don't, I don't think he does it anymore, but he used to start his sets with that, with that joke. I I want that. I think he should. If he's listening, put it on an Insta story. I will record it. Anytime somebody comes up to me and goes, you're Singaporean, I'll just play that, play that clip. Like white man. man with Chinese girlfriend, you think your Chinese girlfriend is supposed to look like Singaporean? No, this is what Singapore girlfriend is supposed to look like: brown and chunky. You know. Oh man, that is a, that is a really good skit. Um, yeah, I, haven't, I, know. I, haven't, I love you. Fuzz. I haven't seen Fucker Fuzz. Uh, <laughs> like I haven't been going to stand up comedy nights in a long while now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's definitely something I gotta check out. Um, and you know, Kai, I think you you really missed out on a lot of conversations that happened here in Singapore when Crazy oh, Asians yeah. came out because oh, I think a, a lot of, I mean, because there were a lot of interesting conversations that happened and I loved how people didn't buy into the Hollywoodization of, of Singapore because mm. that was what I Crazy Asians was. They yeah. Hollywoodized it, you know? It, yeah, it was yeah. just, it was a, an overly simplistic, um, you know, a portrayal mm. of a country. And the thing is, not to interrupt you, but like the thing is, yeah. if, if people can recognize that, you know, the thing is, if we have enough uh, media literacy to recognize that 
that this that you know to be able to like put that line through and this is uh uh this is just a Disney version like a Hollywood version like a PG you know uh sugar coated version if people can actually separate that I wouldn't be so angry just if we could actually separate that out I would I would be much less frustrated but the whole point is it be it was sold on a political topic if that makes sense it was politicized in a way like you know diversity was such a huge part of its marketing that that it became bothersome if it wasn't then i'd be all power to it like you know i'll be all for it yep i I, I, I agree with you kai like this is Mm. i think this is the biggest issue with that movie as such it was entertaining and i kind of liked it but Mm. the conversations that the movie tried to push just mm. seemed at odds with what they actually wanted. And, I mean, you know, if this movie had been set in Hong Kong, I wouldn't even, like, you know, there was nothing to it. Like, oh, yeah, Hong Kong is, is historically Chinese. Like, you know, cool. Like, uh, yeah. it, like you know, you they would probably throw in, you know, the, the, the city as it is today. But to a show, a Singapore with no brown people, and, and okay, yeah, we had a Malaysian princess in... Played by a Pinoy actress. Yeah. <laughs> Yo! <laughs> you can do so much better. And I heard that there's going to be a sequel. And I'm just like, praying yep, that yep. someone's listening. Because, you know, I think we, so the, we just want to be part of it. So I think the sequel is going to be set in Hong Kong or Shanghai. I'm not sure which one. Mm. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm pretty sure that there'll be conversations about uh, this in Shanghai, like what happened here in Singapore, to the like, are you really representing Shanghai or really representing, you know, the Hollywoodized version of it, like the mm. dreamboat version of Shanghai? Matt uh, Damon in a ponytail. This... Sorry. Matt Damon in a ponytail. Yeah. <laughs> right. Dude, I actually want to watch that movie just because so bad, so good. You know what I mean? Okay, so um, I, I, I did, I, I did, I did watch that movie, The Great Wall. Did you? Oh wow. Um, so here's the funny part, right? Yeah. Matt Damon is a side character. Uh, oh, okay. Right? But yeah. he's like he's like top billing in all the uh, publicity and promotion materials and stuff like that. So this is mm. a, this is a Chinese movie at its core. Um, you know, like martial arts and it's it's like yeah. very Chinese at its core. And this guy is just yeah. a side character and stuff, right? But for some right. reason, he gets like all the space. Yeah, then that's just a solid. All the media. I think. Yeah, that's that's and also that's true. But then, like, and then you know. I think the thing is. The, I'm less mad about that because it's just so obvious. <laughs> it's like we want to sell tickets, so let's just put my demon in a ponytail in 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 the posters. Which um, is fair. Which is fair. Although I dare say that the Crazy Rich Asians crew who will end up making the, the sequel, I think they'll be more cognizant of the marketing and uh, for this movie and try not to make it about representation all across the globe. And I think specify mm-hmm. that this, this is more a rom com. This yep. is a rom com. Like you know. Yeah, no argument there. Nobody's gonna get mad. Everything's just so what? diverse. Then you can actually gotta be diverse. It's like telling me, "Hey, here's a chocolate ice cream cone, and it's actually durian." <laughs> oh, it's just all ice cream and no chocolate. You say this is this is the diverse movie versus diversity. If you're telling me this is a uh chocolate ice cream cone, then where's the chocolate? It's just ice cream. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, but I do, I do. But you know, yeah. Hollywood, right? Like, I, I don't, yeah. I don't think nuances. Uh, big on their list of priorities. Um, what do you miss most about home? Friends and family. 
Who is a fuck of my friends and family, you know? <laughs> That's what Skype is for. <laughs> uh, my career. <laughs> oh, okay, right, right. Um, uh, <laughs> um, yo, uh, look, I mean, uh, I could go on and on. I miss KFC, and I think I've been very vocal about how much I miss KFC. Wait, KFC uh, is not available in Sweden? It's in Stockholm? Oh, um, it's not, one, it's not the same. Two, oh man, you love this. Uh, so I think I told you the story before, but I'm just gonna tell you again. Um, they, there is KFC in, uh, in Sweden. Just when I first moved here, there was, there wasn't an outlet that was near me. Uh, so last year, what, what, what we did was we took an overnight train to Copenhagen, eight hours, just to have KFC. Wow. <laughs> and i mean yes yeah. Yeah, so, yeah okay so i went like you know the the trip to copenhagen was was like you know to make jing as well but um it uh but we we when we got there i was like tr- the entire train ride i was like kfc 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 so we wow. uh we <laughs> we landed we got there at like 7 a.m checked in by noon and like I think my my boyfriend was so wrecked from like you know the like staying up the whole night chatting in the train that you know he went to bed so he went to sleep and I went online and I saw that there was a KFC that I could call to deliver <laughs> so I did I got like a bucket of uh, crispy wings sent to to the room door and he like, I, he went to bed at like noon he got up at like one. To the smell of chicken wings and me on the bed, <laughs> just destroying the bucket. <laughs> and, um, uh, Kai, are there yeah. are there like you know chicken outlets? Like uh, I mean, I'm sure okay. there are fast food outlets in, yeah. in Stockholm. There are fast food outlets in Stockholm. Like they have a version of a, a, a McDonald's called like not a version of McDonald's, but they have uh, Sweden has its own fast food outlet. Which, to be honest, is my favorite fast food outlet in Sweden. Uh, called Max M A X, not to be confused okay. with M A C S, but um, yeah, they've got like they've got like vegetarian and vegan options, very scandy. Uh, okay. and it's it's the it's the freshest of the bunch. They it's made really well, and if if there was if we ever crave fast food, that's where me and Richard tend to go. So KFC did open near me, like as well, I think in November. So okay. when we heard the news, we were ecstatic. Like me, like Rich was like, "Finally, you'll shut up," and I was just like, "Yeah, it's still an hour away." And so we, we, and we had to take two trains to get to this to 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 this place from from where we are, because we're in the center of the city. It's this one is like it's in Bromma Airport, which is like a bit north, I think. So you take two trains, and then we went there excitedly, and only to find out that I was a week early. Like we went round and round the whole mall. We're like, where is it? And then somebody was like, oh yeah, well, uh, it's it's in the um small building outside the car park. The building's there, but it's not open yet. So we had to take to make the trip back, take an hour, two trains back to the city. So that, and I was like upset. Then the next week we went again when it was finally open, and we we had it in our heads that this is the 
the whole reason KFC didn't open is because there's there's no market, like the Swedes are probably not fascinated by it at all. But I was too excited. I woke up at nine and I made Richard to get up and go and we were there by ten plus AM in the morning and we did not expect the the crowd. It was a huge oh. crowd. This is two floor building, it was packed. And at ten thirty AM in the freaking morning, I was like, All right. Wow. And we came okay. in and they were like, you know, there was a bit of snow, this was like, you know, and it's is uh it was already cold outside, it's a white tent, and we were like, Why is there a tent? Um, I don't know, maybe it's because there's a new building, whatever. And we managed to get a seat because there was only two of us and most people in big groups couldn't find a seat. And Oh, so this was like and, an outing, outing for people. They're like, hey, let's go to KFC. Yeah. Let's make a picnic out of it. You know, they went, <laughs> wow. in, like, they went in families and stuff. And then so we we were like, okay, we're not, not going to make like a second round of orders. And I had fully intended to buy an extra bucket for my colleagues. So we, we had two buckets with us. Plus, like, you know, the extra stuff. I, I bought, like, one of everything. I I, brought, I had the tart. No, it wasn't the tart, sorry. Tarts in Singapore. I had the um, chocolate ice cream. I had the popcorn chicken. I had everything. The, the I had to try the mashed potatoes. I had to try the um, coleslaw, everything. So there's two of us, a tiny table, and there's, like, two buckets of chicken, and it's overflowing. So we intended to eat, like, just half a bucket. We ended up eating a bucket and a half. So that bucket for my colleagues ended up being half a bucket, but it's okay. So, so by the time we... Yeah. But we they won't still, care what they don't know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They, they were still happy anyway. It's fine. Um, it was, so we ended up staying, like, quite a while. With, like, the food itself took 20 minutes, which is, like, not really fast food, but hey, it's okay. And so we ended up leaving at around noon, I guess. And that was when we realized the tent outside was for the queue that was snaking through the car park. Wow. Was, it, 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 this was like Singaporean level queue. <laughs> like, that I have not... Gosh. That is not Lagom, my friend. Not Lagom. <laughs> okay, so like, they really love their KFC. Okay. I was like, yes! <laughs> yes, my people! And... Oh man, <laughs> I have not felt at home in a while. Like, which is, like even though even though we walked out and it was like frost outside, and it was like, you know. about um, the Singaporean community in 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 Sweden, is there one? Mm. Um, I have met some Singaporeans, and I have been told of. Other Singaporeans, like people be like, oh, you're Singaporean. I know someone who's a Singaporean, kind of thing. Uh, and there are Facebook groups, and okay. there, 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 there's one Facebook group, like a Singapore community. And then there's also other groups that I've seen Singaporeans in, if that makes sense. So, like, you know, Indonesians or whatever, and I see someone commenting, and like, that person's Singaporean for sure, kind of thing. Okay. Uh, so, yeah. We exist. And slash, uh, I came, like, Richard's company, uh, his department was also a mix of uh, Singaporeans slash Malaysians. So I have I have uh, that social group as well. Uh, so, yeah. They're, they're, and uh, But there is no embassy here, if I recall. Um, really? Okay. Yeah, yeah. I think the nearest one is in uh, Norway. Is in Oslo, I think. And... Um, so we we had uh there was one one of the first uh joyous moments we had was when uh, the uh, Malaysian embassy 
through like a garden party type thing, like a food fest, I think, close to Hari Raya, uh, two years okay. ago when we first moved. And we were like, yeah, and we, we, we um, the Malaysians and the Singaporeans kind of like just uh, gathered together and we went. And then we went again last year. Uh, that was really fun. Last year, I brought along some colleagues who wanted to get the uh, authentic experience. But it was like it was by the Malaysian embassy, so it's mostly Malay food. Uh, it's all Malay food, to be honest. Well, it was great, yeah. It's 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 also, closer to home, right? Yeah. Closer to home. Closer to home. Yeah. Um. So, Kai, yeah, I guess on on that note, um, you know, um, is is there anything that you would like to um, you know, tell our potential podcast audience about life in Singapore, life in Singapore? Sorry, about life in Sweden, about life in Sweden as a Singaporean. Um, any tips, tricks, survival hacks besides thick uh, socks? No, <laughs> thick socks definitely. Uh, survival. I would. I wouldn't. I don't actually have any tips or tricks. I mean, uh, unless people ask me directly, but uh, I'm more I'm more specific. But I I would say that uh. I mean, I haven't lived outside of Singapore. I, a lot of people that I've come across, have, uh, or Singaporeans, whether they're Singaporeans or not, they've lived in other countries. Maybe they studied elsewhere before they came to Sweden. So they uh, I, I, I only knew Singapore. I've traveled a lot, but I haven't actually lived elsewhere. So Singapore was home for 29, 27-ish years. And then and then to, to come here, it's... Uh, it's like you, the grass is always greener on the other side and you, you think uh, that you come with certain expectations but like I fully enjoy the ride of being proven wrong or shown something that I haven't thought about before uh, and I, I really appreciate learning the nuances and, and I really appreciate learning that there are some parts of life in Singapore that I really took for granted and I really appreciate learning as I go and and um and learning that you know things are not always what they seem yep yeah that makes sense um so Kai once again you know absolute pleasure talking to you as we always do um And, you know, on, on this note, I wish you a good afternoon. <laughs> kind of. Yeah. You're like, good afternoon, maybe. Uh, yeah, I kind of wish you a good afternoon. This was fun, Rando. Thank you it, so it much. It definitely I, was. I, I really so much. <laughs> All right, have a good one. Bye. Bye.